Part One, the Earthquake. Chapter One. The map of France had gone from the window of the German propaganda bureau, and a map of the British Isles had taken its place. People relaxed. There was regret that the next victim was to be their old ally, but it might, after all, have been Romania herself. The end of June brought a dry and dusty heat to Bucharest. The grass withered in the public parks. Up the chaussée, the lime and chestnut leaves, fanned by a breeze like a furnace breath, curled brown and papery, and started falling as though autumn had come. Every day began with a fierce white light splintering in between blinds and shutters. When people ate breakfast on the balconies, there was a smell of heat in the air. By noonday, the ingot of the sun dissolved in the sky as in a vat of molten silver. The roads, oozing tarmac, shimmered with mirages. The dazzle hurt the eyes. During the afternoon, the hot air concentrated between the cliff faces of buildings seemed visible and tangible in the ochre dust fog. Deadened by it, people slept. When the offices closed for the midday meal, the tramway cars were hung with clerks fighting their way home to darkened bedrooms. At five, when the atmosphere was like felt, the offices reopened. But the rich and the workless remained inactive until evening. It was evening when rumours of the ultimatum spread. The streets were full of people strolling in the light of early sunset. Passers-by, keeping an eye on the map in the German propaganda bureau window, were speculating on how long the British could hold out. When they learnt of the Russian demand, and Britain was forgotten. The demand had not, of course, been officially announced. The evening papers did not mention it. As usual with any cause for alarm, the authorities were trying to keep it secret. But in Bucharest, nothing could be kept secret for long. The Soviet minister had scarcely delivered the ultimatum when details of it were brought to the foreign journalists in the Atene Palace Hotel. Russia required the return of Bessarabia. And with it, a segment of the Bukovina on which she had no real claim. The ultimatum was due to expire at midnight on the following day. Within minutes of its reception in the hotel, the news reached the crowded streets and passed to restaurants and cafes. Apprehensions quickened at once into ferment, for panic was an incipient condition in the capital. People became possessed by an hysteria of alarm.